Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. When Clark Kent and Major Campbell, chief of the espionage division of the Secret Service, investigated the penthouse apartment of Max Teller, head of a foreign spy ring, they discovered two startling things. One, that the walls and floor of each room in the apartment could be turned inside out by throwing a switch. In this way, the apartment could be made to appear unoccupied. But more amazing was the airplane catapult Kent found on the terrace. Operated by compressed air, it was capable of shooting a plane into the sky like a rocket, provided the plane was equipped with folding wings. Kent surmised this was the case and decided Heller and his partner, the Yellow Mask, had escaped in that manner, taking Lois Lane with them. As Kent and Major Campbell walked back along the terrace, they heard the guttural voices of foreigners, and two of Heller's men approached in the darkness. Listen. We're going to give ourselves up, Major Campbell. Don't resist them. Kent, you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. We can't possibly locate Heller's new hideout unless they take us there as prisoners. It's the only way. Now, trust me. But you don't know these men. They're killers. They won't hesitate. Quiet. Wait a minute. Here they come. I'll handle it. We're right here. Get down, Major. You see, Ken, I told you. Just keep low and start crawling back. They can't see us in the dark. Once we get around that bend behind the brick wall, we're all right. Come on. We're having a chance now. They know we're here. We're dead men, Ken. All right, slip behind the wall. No. What? Just a matter of time. No way of getting off this terrace except through those French doors. I didn't think they'd shoot. That's because you don't know them. Listen to the filthy beggars. What are they saying? They couldn't catch it all, but the first one said not to waste bullets until they saw us. Oh, I think I'll give them that opportunity. They crave fight, they'll get it. You stay here. Now, Kent, where are you going? Take their toy pistols away. Hey, Kent, you're mad. It's suicide. Don't worry, Major. I can handle them. Kent, come back. Hey, Kent. It might be suicide for anyone else, but it's just a little workout for Superman. All right, my quick-triggered friends. Here's your chance to get a little free target practice. Go. I'll shine Campbell's flashlight in my face just to make it easy for them. Here goes. Ah, not bad at all. Two of those bounced off my chest. <clears throat> Poor Campbell, he's dying a thousand deaths. Probably thinks I'm riddled by this time. So do those heinies. Here they come. Now for the finishing touch. Well, you boys aren't bad with guns. Now let's use this. Right in for side. Ah, that was a perfect fit. Now, how about you? Swinging that gun won't help you, but this might. Ah, it did. Helped you right into dreamland. Next time you won't play so rough. Where are you? Answer me. Right. Made a mistake, then use my real voice. This has to be Kent talking. <clears throat> I'm right here, Major Campbell. Everything's okay. You can come out from behind that wall. 
you're alive. How did you survive those bullets? I, I, I can't believe it. There's the proof. Two ice-cold foreign agents. Ugly devils, aren't they? But, but Ken, how did you do it? I, I heard three shots. Neither of them could hit the side of a barn. Shall we drag them inside? The since they're not going to walk for a while. You take the little one. I'll handle this big boy. You don't know the meaning of fear, Kent. Not another man alive would have done what you did. It's beyond all belief. Washington will hear about this. I'd much rather they wouldn't. Here, dump these specimens in the corner. Yeah, it's fine. I expected the entire police department to be up here by this time. Well, those shots may have sounded like backfiring down on the street. Wait a minute. What's that? This sounds like Morse code. Yeah. It's coming from behind those bookshelves. Here? Yes. One of these shelves must open or slide back. Ah, oh, this one probably. The books on it are dummies. Now, wait a minute, let's see. You think there's a radio behind it? I'm sure of it. Uh, here, I've got it. it. Swings around on a pivot. Uh, it's a radio, all right. Yes, sir. Shortwave sending and receiving set. Voice and key. Hey, wait a minute. That isn't Morse code. No. It's code of some kind. Listen. Nothing I ever heard before. No. Let's get some of it down on paper. Maybe we can decipher it later. Do you have a pencil? Yes, yes. All right. Let's get as much as we can. May give us a clue. As Kent and Major Campbell attempt to record the dots and dashes of the unknown wireless code coming from the hidden shortwave receiver, a strange scene is being enacted in the basement room of an abandoned factory 200 miles from the city of Metropolis. There, Max Heller is bent over a portable shortwave wireless transmitter, sending the coded message Kent and Campbell are attempting to receive. Standing beside him is his new partner in espionage, the Yellow Mask. Uh, it's no use. Strauss isn't there. I told him I would get to him promptly at midnight. Something must have happened. He may have forgotten. My men never forget. It amounts to suicide. No, something has gone wrong. Strauss would be there. How could anything have gone wrong? Everyone in this apartment house works for you from the janitor up. I know, but there's always a chance. I don't like it. It may mean finding another location in the city. That will be difficult. You know who's to blame if anything has gone wrong, Heller? Who? That lame girl. Oh, bring her in. Perhaps she has changed her mind about talking. I doubt it. No, Strauss could not have forgotten. He's too reliable. Something has happened. I know it. Let's go, man. Hey, quiet, Here she is, Heller. Well, close the door. Now, what do you want? I thought I made it clear to you, Heller, that all the questioning in the world won't do you a bit of good. There will be no more questioning, Miss Lane. I think shortly you will be willing to tell me how you knew of my headquarters in the city. Well, think again. Once is enough. Have you ever seen a mechanical man, Miss Lane? She's seen one, all right. She wrote that story in the Daily Planet when Thornton's model got loose. She was an eyewitness. Is that true? Isn't everything the yellow mask says true? This is no time for humor. Evidently, you fail to realize we are not playing a game. Whether or not I learn how you discovered my whereabouts is relatively unimportant. It's just that I am curious. Frequently, I will go to any extremes to satisfy my curiosity. You understand? I find this very boring. I should endeavor to make it more interesting for you, Miss Lane. But first, I must explain a few things. You know, of course, what my mission is in this country. I know what your end will be. Prison or life. And that'll be too good. I appreciate your concern. But to go on. I am here, Miss Lane, to create panic through fear and destruction. We are fighting a war, your country and mine. I have pledged myself to help win that war with all means at my disposal. Why don't you get a few poison snakes? They'd be good company for you and this, uh, reptile. Let me handle a hell or I'll make a talk. One moment. I will do all the handling for the present. 
Now, as I was saying, Miss Lane, my mission must be performed at any cost. You may not know it, but I have secured the plans and blueprints showing the construction of the mechanical men with which you are familiar. They have been in my possession scarcely 24 hours, and yet we have made amazing progress. Very interesting. You will learn how interesting in a few moments. I am going to show you the first of the steel men we have created in this seemingly deserted factory. I'm going to let you decide how he shall be used. Oh, I wouldn't want to rob you of the pleasure. After all, destruction is your business. There will be other mechanical men, as many as my mechanics can build. But this one, the first, will be dedicated to you. He is waiting for you, all bright and shining, in the large room across the corridor. Shall we look him over? I'll decline that privilege, if you don't mind. Ah, but I do mind. You must join us, Miss Lane. I said you must join us. All right. If it satisfies your twisted sense of humor. Just across the corridor. The mask will open the door for you. Behold, the mechanical man, Miss Lane. The steel monster that will drive strong men to seek shelter. The ten-foot giant that will carry death and destruction in his massive hands. Behold him. You're nothing but an animal, Heller. He will save the compliments for some other time. Now watch. While I press a button on this control. Watch how he walks. So? Enough of that. There is something else. I have gone further than your American inventor. I have given the mechanical man the power of speech. Now he can talk. I press this button. Listen. I am the mechanical man. Nothing can stop me. Run for your lives. Run. I am Why the do you mechanical shrink back, man. It doesn't frighten you, does it? Let me out of here. Just a moment. This is your mechanical man, if you remember. He is ready to be sent out on his first assignment. I was thinking perhaps that it would be wise to send him to one of the shipyards close by. You see, the carrier on his chest is loaded with incendiary bombs. They will explode when he reaches the yard. There is much wood in a shipyard. It will burn easily. And so are the men working there. You're both raving maniacs. You're not human. You can't be. Even dogs have more sense of decency. You wish to save the shipyard from destruction, Miss Lane? You would like to spare the lives of the men who might be trapped in the fire? Well, it is very simple. Tell us who else besides yourself knew of my whereabouts in the city. Tell us how and why you paid me a visit masquerading as a foreign agent. You think I'm a fool, Hella? On the contrary. I regard you as a very sensible young woman. You have it within your power to prevent the catastrophe. The answer is no. Roll back the side doors, please. With pleasure. Have you changed your mind, Miss Lane? The answer is still no. Very well. Then we shall send our monster on his way. I am the mechanical man. Nothing can stop me. Run for your lives. Run. Terrified, Lois looks on as the huge ten-foot steel giant heads for the open doors, mouthing its horrible chant. Will she stop it, or is it too late? The lives of innocent men hang in the balance. What will happen? Don't forget to be with us for the next thrilling episode. Tune in and listen. We're the Superman. Don't forget. Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.